2: On SEN Tassie, Flash, with David Lithgow.
3: Good morning everybody, it's Flash and Gigi time for Amy, the doers of insurance and Harrison agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We are live here for SEN Tassie across Tasmania and the SEN app. Very good morning to wherever you are listening around our great state. Great to have my old mate who's literally walked in here 16 seconds ago. Brett Jeeves with the hottest <laughs> teas and coffees you've ever seen in your life. Good morning, young man.
0: I'm not going to lie to you, Dave. I'm a little puffed having bounced mm. up your stairwell there yes. at uh, Harrison's. But good to be here this morning. Um, a couple of coffees and a tea and the sun's out and it's starting to feel a little more like summer. Well, which is
3: it is. The last couple of weeks, it's been pretty miserable, a little bit cool. I'm looking forward to the... To the weather forecast, the next week or two, we're getting
0: twenty twos and twenty threes. It's amazing. This morning's got signs. Sun's out. You can see shadows, which is a it's a good sign, isn't it? It is far it... far removed from the slop we've had in the last uh, in the last month or so rain wise. What a great period we're having here. We,
3: I know you and I talked about this last week. That in between period between footy and cricket and stuff, we've got so much to talk about today. The World Cup's still humming I mean, along. Pakistan, aren't they an enigma last night? Absolutely destroying South Africa. We'll talk some cricket after half past seven. Uh, Craig Newitt's going to be back with us this morning, the champion Tasmanian jockey, of course. Tomorrow's a big day, uh, Emirates Day. Uh, it's, yeah, again, did, the last week of the card. How did, how did that horse
0: off. go for you last? Third. Third, yes. did okay. Third, right. Yep. So did you go each way or were you?
3: Never have been each way in my life. Um which is probably a silly Pro, thing. That
0: might be a problem.
3: Might be a problem.
0: <laughs> problem A, I reckon.
3: Yeah, he, uh, yeah no, he's had a, Froggy Newt's had a good week and a half. He's good. he's won multiple races. He's multiple placings in the big group one. So he's had a good time looking forward to talking to him. But we're going to get started here talking basketball. And what about those jack jumpers last night?
2: Jack is a rider.
3: If you've just woken up this morning, of course, it was the late game last night. started about 9.30. No wonder I'm absolutely cooked here this morning, Brett Jeeves, because you couldn't miss that, of course. But what a result for Tasmania. 85 defeating the Perth Wildcats again. 77 on the back of an extraordinary three-point shooting display again. 14 from 29, Brett. They're a, they get hot, they get hot. The earlier game, of course, the Adelaide 36s defeated Illawarra but we've got some highlights from a highlights package from the game last night let's have a little listen to that now
2: Travis Webster did well to maintain possession Milton Doyle though denies Travis just missed opportunities from Perth just then just then I cool. can't believe well, what you're seeing when well he defended. doesn't
1: drop. Well defended, but he's if he's gonna make it, if he's in one of those moods, you just gotta pray that
2: he misses. He's just not missing it. Oh, Rashad Kelly all the way to the rim. Thomas still should have made that layup. I'd like to see Thomas get more involved and get give me five or six more of those shots. See if he can shoot 50%. Josh Majet puts the jack jumpers in front. The jack jumpers are so consistent. They back each other. They're unselfish with the ball. They know what to expect from each other defensively. And they're not going away. In fact, they're now taking the lead. Here's Kenyon.
1: There's Jack McVeigh just hanging around. He's four or five from out there. He's liking that
2: tonight. The three balls are dropping. This is what happens when you go a whole game and you're not being aggressive, you're not involved.
4: Now, when it's your time, you have no rhythm. And things are just getting harder. And the more they miss, the oh border's
2: yeah. clock ticks down. Oh this is over. Good night. Oh, my. So the Tassie Jack Jumpers bounce back after a, a shellacking in New Zealand. And the Perth Wildcats have lost their fifth game in a row. And Tassie beat them in Tassie and then beat them in Perth. 85-77. And Tassie are going to be... A team to beat and the Perth Wildcats are going to feel the heat.
3: Tim Gossage, feel the heat. Five in a row, losses to the Perth Wildcats. Um, that's a good comeback. Of course, the, from the weekend, they went over to New Zealand and looked as flat as they had for two years and got absolutely spanked. Um, this
0: is what they do. They bounce right back. I just feel that New Zealand's a bit of a bogey team for them. They, they match up. Yeah, each 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 team has a, a nemesis as far yes. as playing style and um, yep. I kind of feel like New Zealand style. They 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 almost outscrap it's the Jack Jumpers, yep. which is <laughs> which is difficult to do because yeah. uh, defensively the Jack Jumpers are physical. They're everywhere. Uh, they play great team defense. New Zealand, are, same, defense. New Zealand yep. are exactly the same, yep. and they're, and they're really happy to be aggressive physically yes. as well. They they want confrontation. They want the fight and um, Feel like that, that's how to counter the jack jumpers is to out aggressive them, be willing to foul, be willing to technical foul, be willing to go into that unsportsmanlike For te- sure. territory. And New Zealand are, are keen to do that against the jack jumpers. So it really stifles them offensively, gets them out of flow. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's what I saw. But certainly, anytime you can go to Perth and get a win and have Tim Gossage flat. Um, that's <laughs> that's a bit of a result, isn't it? Because he's uh, he's one of the more parochial, parochial uh, Western Australians floating around. He is and he does it well. It. He does. Um, so for him to be to be you know to, to come out of that game feeling a bit flat is a is a really good result for us. Well, that moves Tasmania now
3: to five and four. Um so they're 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 ahead of the ledger. So we'll actually just have a quick recap of the ladder. Got some good uh, Josh maget stuff we're gonna to listen to shortly. What, what a game from Maget hasn't he? Just come back to to life in a big way. New Zealand are on top now at six and two. Uh, Sydney and six and two as well on seconds. South East Melbourne have had a really good run, winning their last four up to five and three, Cairns at four and three, then Tassie five and four. In sixth spot, Melbourne are four and four. Adelaide three and three. It's seventh, Illawarra one and eight. Perth are now three and five, having lost their last five. Started winning their first three, and Brisbane are two and five, but they won their last couple, and they're going to be a bit of a handful, I reckon, for most teams for the rest of the year. Last night, just a good even performance again, Brett. Um, Ten players played again, as they seem to do every week. Um look, Majet was outstanding. Six three pointers, six from ten from downtown. He finished with eighteen points. Uh he had a plus thirteen. He he's he's found his arc. He's found his he's found his rhythm, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, it felt a bit it felt a bit last night that uh that Coach Roth had a heavier reliance on his on his stars. Um A little bit, it, I agree. And it yeah. wasn't and it wasn't until I looked at the box scores the, this morning that the minutes really stood out to me. So Majet, Majets played 31, McVay's played 32, yep. Doyle played 32, and Kelly 25 off the bench, which has been quite unusual. there's, yep. there, there, there's been a greater there's been a greater spread of, of minutes uh, across the board. Still, 10 players out there um, throughout the game. Um, I think young young White got some some uh, 30 seconds of garbage time at the at the end, maybe, but. Um, yeah, and, and and I think that that probably spoke to the performance in New Zealand, um, the requirement of a win to get ahead of the ledger, as it you is. said. Um, so a, yeah, a, a much heavier reliance on on star players, um, and that that that's shone, and they were hot. Uh, McVeigh was outstanding. Majets six of ten. If he goes six of ten, it's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. If he gets hot from 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 the three point line, the jack jumpers are really difficult to beat. Kelly made two of three from behind the arc. Yeah, they didn't shoot well overall, but just shot well from three, which won them the
3: game. Yeah, no, in fact, their overalls yeah. um, was thirty one from 42 percent overall. You're not winning most games with forty two percent field goal.
0: Fourteen of twenty nine. Fourteen of twenty nine. <laughs> that'll get it done. It was a disaster inside the arc, but yeah. Terrific performance, as we said. Any time you can go to Perth and uh, and get a win, it's a it's a huge result.
3: No doubt about that. Um, he actually right white played those few seconds at the end. So they actually played eleven players last night. But great observation from you. Some more thicker minutes, if you like, from the from their players. Jack McVeigh. He look. He's never going to be an NBA player because he's a little slow. His step and his feet and etc. But he is becoming. Um, I think he's an all star in this league now. He, he And his ability to. His, his shot release. I mean, he's six foot seven and a half. He's a big dude, isn't he, already? Mm. But his ability, his ability to catch and shoot and catch and shoot from a really high position mm. to get over the defender. Um, he's got a beautiful stroke. He was three from six downtown last night, nine from 18 overall. He had six rebounds. Um. Terrific game, finished with 22, as we mentioned. So, so McVeigh's form continues. Milton Doyle had 15, 4 from 12 from the field, but 10 rebounds again, 5 assists. Um, and Rashad Kelly, he didn't have a great shooting night either. 4 from 11, but he was 2 from 3 from downtown. That big three late in the game as well. Um, not a double double again, but he finished with 9 rebounds, 4
0: assists. He does a bit of everything. He he he's a beauty. I think I think you've named up McVeigh really well, and that, and that's what that's what makes him so good is that, and it's a lesson for any young person who, who's, who's playing any sport. Yes, is that Jack McVeigh doesn't go outside the lines. He no. doesn't do anything he's not capable of. He doesn't try he doesn't. to exceed his role. He doesn't try to to he's not trying to perform dunks. No, um, you know he's not. Yeah, he plays. He plays sound defense without yep. reaching for for steals or you know hauling for blocks. He's not going to get you two or three blocks and steals a game. He, he 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 plays. He plays his role and he plays it to perfection. And you know, like I said, for any for any young person out there, whether it's cricket, footy, basketball, yes. s- swimming, whatever, if you can play to your strengths, know your role, know your role, play to your strengths. Minimise your weaknesses and, and manage your weaknesses as yes. uh, best you can, you're in a really good position to succeed. And uh, Jack Mavay does that better than anyone. The star, Bryce Cotton, played 30, nearly
3: 36 minutes, so only sat for four minutes, um, 26 points, typically uh, Bryce Cotton sort of game. But th- they've got problems there with Manny Camber. That That hasn't worked out. He played 13 minutes last night, the former North Carolina star. Uh, finished with eight points actually, three from three from the field. Um, but yeah, there, there's a bit of an issue there. They're not they're not rolling as well. Can I make mention? Can I make mention Matt Kenyon now? Matt Kenyon's stat line last night. If you have, let's have a look at it. Zero points, zero from three from the field, uh, zero from two from downtown. He's been shooting quite well, hasn't he? He did crash the boards as he does. This is what he does. He had five rebounds last night, four offensive rebounds. He crashes the boards he had a plus six, and his job on cotton well, i mean we 've talked about cotton had twenty six but he just wore him like a glove and made it so difficult
0: yeah it's and this is part of the new wave of um, basketball fans i guess and 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 this heavy reliance on box scores yes it's a little bit it 's a little bit like me with cricket just looking at scorecards because i don 't have time to to watch a great deal if if you look at the scorecard or the or, or the box score exclusively and and use that as a reliance on actually what happens uh you you really can't get the picture as to the game scenarios and uh Matt Kenyon isn't flashy he's not going to get you an abundance of points or rebounds or, or even blocks or steals uh what he does is he hustles and, and he does all those little one percenters like you like you said David uh four offensive rebounds is is what he does he'll slide in uh, he creates good pressure he fights over and under screens he's um yeah, he's a, he's a real defensive presence out there, and, and, he's, and he's respected by opposition teams. Um, so, yeah, if you are looking at, at, at the box scores and, you, and you're wondering why Matt Kenyon's got some zeros in there, um, watch some games and, and, and understand you know, Matt Kenyon's role. And again, he's, he's, he's like McVeigh. He's like every role player for he the is, Jack Jumpers. Yeah. He does what's asked of him, and he's a starter for that exact reason. Text coming in this morning. Text in, by the way, 0437 Oh four three
3: seven double five two five three five. 0437 from Lindisfarne. Josh Adams who, he's asking. Mm. Interesting. Fair question. Fair question. Yep. Look, I'm the number one Josh Adams cheerleader. Oh, I, I still miss him a little bit. I do, I do. I th- <laughs> he's a legend. You know what we know is Rashard Kelly is a huge upgrade from McIntosh. Just in terms of they they do some things actually quite similar. There's similarities between mm. the players, aren't they? But he he's proving to be that. Um, yeah, I mean Milton Dawes just so smooth and and mature. Um, they're good.
0: They yeah, could. I think I think I think that's the important part here. Is that Doyle Doyle probably isn't the highlight guy. Definitely. Although he had that reverse yeah. uh, alley dunk the yeah. other week, which was uh, set the deck. Well, I thought it was going to blow the roof off. Those clappers went mad. But um, he's not. He's he's a different player. To Adams. He's yes. not step back three from the corner. In the moment where you probably don't need it, yeah, do you remember that shot Adams hit against? I think it might have been Melbourne United yeah, in the, the corner. final. Just remarkable. Yeah, everyone in, yeah, everyone, every Jack Jumpers fan went, "No, yeah, <laughs> it was the worst shot, but the greatest execution." And Fought Doyle's away. Yeah, Doyle's a little safer than that. Gives you some ball handling, great playmaker, um, but can find his own spot as well, and 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 certainly gets his own. So. I, I really like the balance, but as we've spoken about after zip and two and some, some really disappointing basketball, they've, they've flown back nicely and um, outside of those, the, the couple of away trips to New Zealand, uh, they've, they've looked really steady. Well, Josh Majet was
3: uh, good enough to talk to us after the game last night. Let's have a listen to the package here. He's talking about how they rebounded from the loss against New Zealand on Sunday.
2: What changes from getting your butts kicked in New Zealand to doing this in Perth? Yeah, um, if, I, if I knew the answer, I wouldn't let it happen in New Zealand. But, um, yeah, I think it goes back to our mindset and, and what we're going to accept as a team, one through uh, 13 guys that we have traveling on the road. Um, we just didn't have that edge to us on, uh, on last Sunday, and we had it tonight, and it's something we've got to bring every game, Or we're going to get our hats handed to us. No, I appreciate you saying that. It's definitely something we, we work on and talk about, and um, it's a way that we can differentiate our team from other teams in this league. Uh, we have unselfish guys, like I said, and no one cares who gets the credit. As, as long as we end up with more points than them at the end of the game, is, uh, that's our number one goal.
3: Talk back for Kia. Taz moment that inspires Kia Sportage to drive car of the year. That was... Josh Magis, who has absolutely turned his form around. So, all systems go here, Brett, now for Saturday night. Uh, the Bullets are in town. You going? Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah, Kids Bullets are t- better too, I reckon. They're. they're, they're They've turned. Well, they. Yeah. yeah, we've spoken about this before, I reckon, Dave. Yeah. They're on paper. Uh, yes. Tyler Johnson, um, Aaron Baines, and so- uh, Sobey. Who's a gun? Sobey's yes. an or stud. Absolute superstar. Remember having this conversation just quickly before we go to break with Andrew Radeye, former Chargers yes, basketball from, from way back when. Um about Sobey. And, you know, he'd get picked in boomers teams and he'd come on, play some spot minutes and I'd say to Radeye, What what is with what is with this guy? Like he just doesn't look up to yes. it. He said, Man, he's an absolute freak. Um <clears throat> but he, you know he's getting these spot minutes behind Patty Mills and you know, these NBA studs. He said, Don't worry about Sobe. he's a he's a superstar. No, he is. And and he is. Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year, Hobart Kia moment, movement
3: that inspires. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. And it feels a bit palatial here uh, at the top of Harrison's this morning. It's a beautiful morning, the sun peeking through here in Salamanca. Great to have your company this morning.
2: on SEN Tassie Flash with David Lithgow
3: Great to have your company this morning David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you we live to you from Harrison Agents It is feels palatial I've already used that word once We're up here in the
0: It's a bright and light and nice morning here in Salamanca A Co- couple, couple of things David I had to Google palatial mm. I'd, I'd not heard that as a word just wanted to check, make sure you were using it in context. And well, credit to fair. you, you
3: did. Yeah, fair, fair point. Because Magnificent. I've been known to make up a few words, but <laughs> as you will know.
0: And also, you've got your own stinger now. It's, there's no Jack and Flash. It's just Flash, lift Go for Breakfast. Wow. Well, yeah. This is a dri- This is the dream no, for well, you. You've finally got rid of Jack. You've got no, your own I haven't show. Got rid of
3: Jack and I, and I haven't got rid of you. I'm happy to uh, <laughs> make sure we're talking sport to All us Tasmanians.
0: <laughs> It's, it's a morning. takeover. I had a Far feeling. I had Far a feeling your your ego might kick in at some stage, I and think so. and there'd just be a lot of these under under dealings, you know, direct line <laughs> into into producers. And good on you. I think it's worked well. Settle down. <laughs> of course, I'm only joking. I know. David ego. has no ego. <laughs> no. You should see his boots and track pants combinations. <laughs> so tell the telltale sign of no ego. Well, Friday mornings
3: <laughs> is interesting because I tend to just uh, roll out. A bed at the very best, <laughs> and especially after a bit of a longer night uh, in front of the tube last night. But no, look, it's not elegant, it's not, let's not gloss it up to what it is. Uh, normally, I'll go home I and have a shower after night. I was gonna ask, I
0: know. And, and I mean, I've
3: had a shower, but I, I'll have a secondary shower because I've got my old trackies on and my blunties, and um, we'll, put, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go and put a suit on.
0: We are, yeah, to I that. was gonna say, we are here to talk sport, but you are a real estate agent, yes, you, you surely can't present like this. In any scenario in real estate, it's interesting when I dress up in a nice suit and people, yeah, you
3: dress nicely, don't you? I said, well, it's yeah, cause only because un- I have to because normally I've seen much you in that brown jacket for stoned, forty years. years. Track pants, cords, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've
0: tried to keep it. Was, it as- I've seen it all from you. It's hey, horrific. listen,
3: what about what about this is a question that an answer to you? What about your old mate, Al Clarkson, straight back in? No, so that's happened, Chris Fagan, they're straight back in. Business as
0: usual. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of felt that 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 had to be the the, the scenario given yep. allegations mm-hmm. yet to be proven. I guess yep. from a, um, a Clarkson and Fagan have had no real right or reply to to get their version of events across. Yes. Um, and look, it's 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 really difficult. I mean, social media has completely melt has has had a meltdown about it. Um, and I, I can I can understand both takes on it certainly from um, uh, the families that have that have put the allegations forward and um, I think was it families the, of the Aboriginal folks yeah yep. so the, so the Macquarie was it the Macquarie lawyers who, who are representing one of the families had a statement um, take your word for that yeah I, I can't remember the law firm, but um, yeah yeah, you know, a huge statement came out on behalf of uh, uh, alas that they they've changed the name to Amy. Um, and you know super, super horrifying sad mm. stuff the, the 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 impact from it is is huge yeah um, but you know there, there is that part of justice where uh, you are innocent until proven Definitely. guilty and yes. and, and, and there 's been no no process yet yep. so um, I, I look i mean i think it 's only fair for for, for Fagan and Clarkson to get back to work but if you know if any of this is 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 proven to be true. Mm. Um, there, there will be serious ramifications for, for both guys. And it's still, you know how I feel about these topics, it still uh, frustrates
3: me that here we are in 2022. Let's put that issue aside, that we mm. still have these conversations where there is the potential that people from, you know, a different race in this... We're talking about the Aboriginal community mm. here just mm. get different treatment and things. I can't stand that and I don't understand it. I never have... Um, but again, in this situation, we, 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 yeah, I mean, all the facts and everything will come out on the table over the next few months, I guess. But yep. yeah, definitely, um, sure, you know, and rightfully, perhaps Fagan uh, and Clarkson get to resume. I mean, we, we're we're only a week or so away from. Full steam, aren't we, with the, all the players coming back into pre-season and off we go. Well,
0: North Melbourne don't have a CEO yet, do they? So no. that's that. You know, they they need to get active. They've got a um, they've got to put together a, some staff around Clarkson. So they've got they've got positions yet to be filled all across their uh, senior yes. management structure, um, both in in football and and, and off field. So uh, busy time for North Melbourne. Um, and yeah, look, it's it's a it's a horrible story. But I, I personally think it's fair that, that Fagan, both Fagan and Clarkson are able to resume normal life until um, and, and, until this is cleared or you know it goes either way. Speaking of busy, let's go to our number one lady at
3: SEN for the news, Anna Pav, this morning. Anna Pav, what a legend news around Australia and around the world every morning here on SEN right across the country, Freddie Jeeves. Yeah, we touched on footy. This will start hum again now in the next week, won't it? Like it's all. Um, it feels like we've been sidetracked so much the last five or six weeks that we've we've been able to forget about it almost, which is
0: so rare this time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's been a lot going on with the uh, the Jack Jumpers, the T20 World Cup, oh. and even 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 the football news has removed us from the true football news, the you know, the ins and outs, of preseason. season right. Happenings of trades. You know, we we just spoke about the the clarkson fagan stuff that um that, that is that is um you know with those allegations coming to light that that's removed the focus from yep. uh from from teams and footy and who's running what time trials and who's gone where and um so yeah i mean footy's always exciting but they've they've almost got this um year round news cycle now a little similar to the nba which is something i've always felt the nba have done better than anyone they that have. It's the yeah, side stories the and, the, and the off season is the is the part that's almost m- more enjoyable than the than the season. I love the trade period and the draft and uh, the rumours and the romance that kind of comes with that. The uh, the strategies behind you know drafting and, and trading is, is is superb. And the AFL has almost gone down a similar path. Text in on oh
3: four three seven double five two five three five. Let us know what your thoughts are because it does feel. It feels AFL dominates our shores, as we know, but it does just feel a whisker difference at the moment. Looking forward to speaking to Craig Newitt in the second of hour, the Group 1 champion jockey. Well, I say Group 1 champion jockey. He hasn't ridden a Group 1 in, would you believe, Brett? It's six years, one month, and about five days, if you want to know exactly one, because I've uh, followed him closer than most. We're going to talk to him about tomorrow. A Huge day to wrap up the Flemington Carnival tomorrow um we also revisit when we spoke to him a month or month or so ago and he tipped us in to the winner of the the Everest spread at twenty to one, even a non punter like you would have been happy to get on that and um, play for some of your uh, kids show bags and some of the stuff you <laughs>
0: whinge about all the time that you've never got enough money for, <laughs> mate. The show, seriously, and and to be honest, part of the reason, I, and we spoke about this other week, didn't we? Seven hundred dollars in in for, Stop for the mate, show, seven hundred. But the problem is when I go to show bag alley, that's the issue. I've yeah, got you're to have, involved. I've got to have <laughs> the cab and I've got to have the He-Man yeah. Masters of the Universe. Sure. Uh, I, I, I have to have them. It's a problem. So when it does you, get when very you've expensive. Got, what are your kids? 10, uh, 11, eight, 8 and 6, yeah. No, no, 10, eight, and 6. Yeah. Yeah. Their, uh, their peak show, show bag yeah, time. I've, I've them. kept them away from, <laughs> yeah. Two two things in our family we try and avoid. Um, show bags and phones at this stage That's are the are the, are the two. Uh, and SBS after 10 p.m. <laughs> Well, it's keeping us parents off the phones (laughs) is the key starting point to set the example Brett
3: Jeeves. Let's go to a break. Lots and lots of cricket talk to come up after the break. Thanks for joining us, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves, with you this morning. Both men were scoring freely, particularly square of the wicket, and it was a brilliant piece of captaincy by Alan Border that eventually broke this pair up. When he decided to bring in a short backward square, David the 5-for-2 Tasmanian with the flared pants, was the perfect choice, and the move paid off almost immediately... Good morning to wherever you are listening, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you rolling through a Friday morning, Brett Jeeves. Now, cricket time, the World Cup continuing and, you know, I've never, I can't remember watching so much um, games, spread of different countries that really, you know, normally speaking would have had a huge influence on me, but... It's been absolutely awesome. Last night, Pakistan did something. Pakistan, and you just don't know what you're going to get from that country, do you? They so disappointing. Were well, they absolutely? belted South Africa last night. Let's have a listen to some of these highlights.
1: Fourth ball of the over. And he comes. He's bowled in. Straight up delivery. Goes straight through. And Parnell strikes. Rizwan is gone. Oh, oh he's just patted that away. Oh. So he gave himself plenty of room. And it's gone over the ropes. Harris with another six. okay comes in and pitches it up. A big shout. And they've got him trapped in front. Pitches that oh. one up. And this time, baba has got it. But he hasn't got all of it. It'll take something special to get rid of him. And it has in the outfield. Comes in. Pitches it up. And Shan he's chipped it. He's gone. No! <laughs> Straight to mid-off. Sean Massoud. He's gone for two. The Freedy from the Paddington Inn. Dekok, he's gone. What a start from Pakistan. Dekok goes for a duck in the first over. Rousseau, well, a big flourish this time. It's gone down the third man. He's been taken. Two danger men gone. And keep it in the air. Speaking of being in the air, will this ever come down? Finally it does from Bavuma. (laughs) Now bowling from the Randwick end Comes into the attack. And removes the skipper. Caught behind. Scored 52 oh! with the bat. Now he's followed up. Clean ball. Markram didn't stand a chance. Shut ups on fire.
3: That was Matty White and Socky O'Keefe. Uh, we didn't hear much of Sock in the background, but Matty White calling the action last night. So Pakistan 9 for 185 off their 20 overs. They, Gee, I think they were 4 for four for 30-odd, four for 40. Um, Amazing performance to get to 185, Brett. And South Africa in reply, what a disaster. Nine for 108, the previously undefeated South Africa. So the big questions. Now, on the back of the the game the night before, of course, this is critical in this whole conversation, uh, India Finch was six for 184, and they defeated Bangladesh by five runs uh, on the Duckworth Lewis. Question marks of whether they should have gone out, where they shouldn't have gone out. Such a tight result that means India in uh, Group B are on top. If Bangladesh obviously win that result on the Duckworth-Lewis, they would be heading to the semifinals. So it was that tight. South Africa's still going to make it, I think, because they play the Dutch uh, in the last game. So you would imagine that they get the job done there. Um but Pakistan, I mean, they're going to be kicking themselves, like as well. Like they're going to miss the semis by a point. And
0: so, who the, was it? Ireland beat Pakistan. Who someone? No. One of the one no, of the Ireland, uh...
3: Netherlands beat Pakistan. The Netherlands yes. beat Pakistan. So, so, so that will cost them their semi-final that's the game. spot. Yeah, it's yep. as simple that's as, the as game. that.
0: I've got to say, Flash, for, for all the Hurricanes fans out there, there's a it was a really important performance last night from their um, from their latest import Shadab Khan, oh, uh, fifty five from twenty two, and then two for sixteen oh, with the no. with the prune. Um, he he is sensational, um, and you would think that he will he will fit seamlessly into that into in, into that team and, and being able to bat on that super flat uh, Blunston arena yes. wicket. It's um, he, he there could be some carnage there. He could be the signing of the summer. We had a text there a couple of weeks ago from
3: Heath from Geelong who suggested uh, when Ponting picked these couple of unknown Pakistanis, well, unknown to people with perhaps... What is he doing? Does he know what he's doing? Well, Heath, we can confirm... He does look like he knows what he's doing because Yeah,
0: I mean Shad- Shadab probably isn't one of the unknowns. He's the you know, Pakistani vice captain. But a star. uh the the other the young spinner yep. I think is 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 probably the one to keep an eye on. Uh, certainly, you know, he's coming the out. Of, he's the one. Yeah, yep. he's the one. So yeah, Shadab Khan, unbelievable performance last night. Uh looking to tonight Australia play Afghanistan <laughs> they in a, a must win game. Well must win plus. Yeah, they need, they, they need a, a
3: net run rate booster, don't they? Well, let's go through the, the games. Three o'clock this afternoon, Ireland are playing New Zealand, um, which, well, look, New Zealand's still got to win. So um, the, 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 these are the options how they can get in, Australia. Um, so Ireland playing New Zealand 3pm today, and then Australia play Afghanistan tonight. Both games uh, at Adelaide Oval. What the Aussies have done, letting—I mean, letting that game from the other day slip—in terms of, I mean, they had they had that game on toast with Ireland. They should have bowled them out for 100. and They ended up making 140. So your mm-hmm. net run rate doesn't get the work that it needs to do. So, what do Australia need to answer your question? Well, they need they need Big Sturlow and Balbirnie tonight to go berserk, get away and beat New Zealand that's a great result that would get them in assuming they beat Afghanistan alternatively of course England play Sri Lanka that's tomorrow night they need a Sri Lankan win so there is there is two ways they can get in effectively they need England and or uh, New Zealand to lose their match so look they're not it's not as though they're playing Glocky uh, or either of those teams, they—they—they—they are. I think you're under—you're probably underestimating the pies a little. Quite, quite possibly, um, especially when you had Rough there for a couple of weeks. But he <laughs> was handy. Yeah, but yeah, they. Um, that, so that's the scenario. It look, and it, you know, it, I've got but, to say,
0: there's there's another way to get in, and this this used to work for me. Um, back in the early two thousands, I used to get into. Um, the nightclub down the road here is Oli DiVenuto. Di I think I do. Yeah. So maybe they can present as someone else and get in. Right. Like I said, you know, I used to stump up right. to the... What was the name of the nightclub So Oli well, was, what, a year or two older? So Oli DiVenuto's had... Di same age. Oh, you're no, same age. No, 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 no. But he was on the door. Ah, Doppelganger. Right. So I... Well, the I'd, muscle man. I would, I, would, I would skip the line... And they'd say, whoa, hang on, sec." I said, mate, I'm on the door. Oli Di Venuto, North Hobart Football Club. Righto, in you come. And we are, pretty, we are similar looking. I'm a little fatter than Oli these days. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that used to work. So maybe that's an option for the Aussies. Okay. They could oh, present um, as New Zealanders. Sure. At
3: the, at the front door. Question marks, Brett, is on the fitness of some of the Australian players. In particular, the captain, Aaron Finch. We've got a little bit of audio about Finchie talking about that possibility, whether he's going to play or not. Maybe seventy thirty, yeah. I'll, I'll, but I'll I'll test it out properly this afternoon to make sure that that I'm not hindering the side at all um, leading into the game. Because so I think that's the worst possible scenario is that you leave the guy short out there with one one player fewer. Seventy thirty. So I'll, I'll flip that around. So if he's saying he's seventy thirty, he's probably 50-50 at mm, best. Maybe a little less. Maybe a little it, less. It didn't
0: look good. Well, you can't. To be
3: honest. Yeah, I mean, he's not a super-fit athlete as it is I in terms of
0: probably a little underrated. Like sure. he, he doesn't okay. present. He's a little bit like Mark Cosgrove in a way yep. that he was quick yes. and um, yeah, not a an, not an endurance beast, but um, you know had this oddly shaped. Body yep. that uh, that just made people go, oh, geez, amazing cricketer. Oh, and phenomenal fielder, uh, like and, was, would, would, and would save you runs and Aaron, then, Aaron. Bounce, then bounce somebody out occasionally. Yeah, because yeah, he wicket. was just he, he was a little unfortunate just in body shape. But Finch is a bit the same. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a he's a powerful dude. Um, you know, I mean, his his body shapes his body shape. Yes, but, um, I think he's fitter than than people give credit for. And David Boone was probably a little similar as well. That. He was just this little ball of muscle. Yeah. Um, and he
3: wasn't a snail in the running between we could see the booning, no, was he? Was no, no, he'd no, would hustle. So,
0: yeah, again, people people are you know a little blind when it comes to body shape and, and how they you know, how those shapes can, can move. Shapes. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> so what
3: what we can all all but look at is that for Australia to get in, they need the kiwis or the Poms to lose. It's really that simple. Um, they need to do the job. Tonight against Afghanistan. Does Finch play? Does Cameron Green come in? Um, All the things that we'll look at, of course, in the other group. Um, Barring some real upsets, it looks like India and South Africa will be the two that go through to the semi. So at this stage, box seating, it's New Zealand, England, and then. India and South Africa but a lot to play out for a little bit more likely perhaps that Australia make the semis than what Pakistan and Bangladesh can do to sneak in on there and you're with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves this morning creeping through the first hour we'll come back shortly with lots more sport to talk about stay with us we'll be back here at the MCG in just a few moments
2: Messi and Tassie flash with David Lithgow.
3: Here with former Australian quick Brett G is Always funny when I say that, but it's true.
0: <laughs> true. What? How is that funny?
3: Oh, well, it happened, mate. It did happen. I Picked was on merit and
0: form and yep. fitness as oh, well. Fifty-seven ks an hour in the nets or something. You said, didn't you? What, what did you say? Certainly, uh, my my body type and shape was never one to be scoffed at. No. Ah oh, well, uh, you did And it. up yours. That was very condescending. And no, it wasn't. Quite rude, actually. Well, I just called you Australian international, what and then you said it was what funny. What would you rather call you? Uh, you said North almost Suburb like you, almost like you, almost like you can't believe that it happened. Look, me, no, it, to be fair, I do, but good on I you. I do believe.
3: Uh, the Hobart Hurricanes women got a victory last night or yesterday, Brett. Um, it was last night. Um, Melbourne Renegades lost their fifth game in a row. Hurricanes six for one thirty seven. Uh, they chased down the five for one thirty three of the Renegades. So the the Hobart Hurricanes women are going okay. They're three wins, two losses, and a one a no result game. They've only played the six games. Everyone else has played seven or eight. So let's assume they won their seventh game. They'd be sitting second on the ladder. So they they're having they're having a decent year. And on the back of obviously winning the the one
0: day tournament last year, they've recruited well. Yeah. What what was exciting about last night is um, my boys watched that game. That's good. Which which I thought was terrific. So when when I sent them to bed, it was three for sixty, the Hurricanes in, in chasing down the the, the total of one thirty, yep. and they, yep. and they got home quite comfortably in the yep. end. So great result. I I checked in with them. Elise Villani hit this cut shot off uh, Ismail, the yes. the renegades yes. recruiter. By a decent clip. Yes. Oh, I was electrifying. It was, good. It, was um, it was one of the crispest cut shots I'd ever seen. It hit the boundary right before anyone had a chance to um, on the offside field to, to even move. So um, yeah, cool that cool that the kids were into it last night and um, yeah, the hurricanes are, are doing nicely. On on the on the Saturday morning show with Holly, we've been chatting to a few of the, yeah, heard um, Elise the female week. cricketers. Yes. Um Emma Thompson and uh, young great. young Amy Smith, Elise Vellani over the last few weeks. So yeah, it's been exciting to, to, to get a good insight into into where the game's at and and where it's headed. And yeah, we we have spoken about this a little bit off air. The you know, the kind the way Women's sport is currently structured uh, in Australia, you know, particularly across uh, cricket and footy, is that it sets up well for the next generation, doesn't it, to it does. uh, to, to capitalise on the hard work and you know the you know, a lot of talk about lack of equality pay and pay and and different things, but I think in ten fifteen years time, oh. this this generation of of young girls coming through will will certainly benefit from yeah. uh, from from the hard work and sacrifice from an early age, yeah, too. of of the uh, of the of the modern day athletes, so. Uh, credit to all the all the all the professional female uh, athletes across cricket and footy who are uh, they'll they'll be the pioneers and, and and you know you go back a step even further um, you know to to the lady Julia Price and the like legends the, you know just absolute yep. legends Mel played, Jones yeah yep. played for the, the the genuine love of the game
3: Macy Gibson player of the match with four for twenty four we're gonna go to the news coming up after the news we've got Tasmanian legend. Craig Froggy-Newett, winner of 34 Group 1s. Has he got another one in him in this spring? We'll have a chat to him shortly. Great to have you here with us, David Lithgow. And Brett Jeeves.
2: Then Queen Air, who stoked up wider. They sprint up at the 350. Pavitra led by a length. She's extreme. Zenzella,
3: Queen Air, and then Foxy Cleopatra. It's Pavitra. 200 metres to go. Car draws the whip. She's extreme on the inside, coming at her. She's extreme. Grab Pavitra. Queen Air. She's extreme, coming clear. Three quarters a length. Pavitra. And she's extreme for Anthony Cummings. The Cummings name lives on in the Oaks. She's extreme by a length. Pavitra. What an amazing performance yesterday, she's extreme, what a star uh, horse it is in the Cummings family name, just rolls on beautifully. The Flemington Carnival kicking off tomorrow, we've got the Daly Sprint which is an epic race and a favourite of us here at SEN at all times is Tasmanian legend, the iconic Craig Froggy Newitt, joined us again this morning. Good morning Froggy.
4: Good morning guys.
3: Great to have us here, mate. Look, you've um, you've had a pretty good week and a half. I've I've watched it all closely. If we go back to Wednesday week, you're a little bit unlucky in the in the Bendigo Cup, sort of losing by less than a less than a head in that. You've won the Morning Peninsula Cup, Kitan Cup on Wednesday, uh, front running ride from yourself, third to Coolmore, Puno's Notches, not too far away. Um, it's been pretty pretty decent sort of week and a half for you, mate.
4: Yeah, it's been a pretty fruitful sort of week. I was, I was starting to get a little bit worried there for a while. I thought any more seconds, I'll turn into a minute. But <laughs> um, we, managed to, uh, we managed to get a few over the line there um, at, at Mornington and then um, went to Bendigo and got the job done again. So hopefully we can uh, poke a couple more at uh, Flemington on, on Saturday.
3: Now, before we get to that, I just want to replay a little bit of audio when you're on with myself and AJ three or four
4: weeks ago. Sort of convinced them to start all the, right. we'll the sprint ju- trip and just keep him fresh. And it almost worked the other day in the Dane Hill. Uh, I think one more shot, he, he would have nailed Giga Kick, who I think is going to run... He'll run a cheeky race in the Everest. He, he's a high-class horse himself.
3: Now that was that was Craig Newitt tipping us all in the Kick at twenty to one, of course, in the um, in the big one up in Sydney, of course. And I can assure you, Craig, uh, you got my money on that occasion. Giga Kick, you get to have another look at it tomorrow. Um, I find the race tomorrow a fascinating race. It's obviously led by the champ, of course. Um, I mean, it's. It's become this Saturday has become one of the events, I guess, of the of the year now. The Champion Sprint looks a beauty. Nature Strip headlines it, uh, but you've got something interesting, Lofty Strike. What can you tell us about about the three year old?
4: He's uh, he's a very very nice horse. Um, whether this sort of race comes around, maybe twelve months too early for him, I'm not entirely sure, but. Uh, Given time, um, he's going to match it with these horses. I've got, I've got no question. He's a he's a lovely big colt. He gets the blinkers on for the first time. May have drawn the wrong side, which is a little bit of a concern. But I'm thinking he's probably going to be second half of the field. So we might be able to just whip across and hopefully get on the back of the right right horses. And um, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll he'll finish in the he'll figure in the finish somewhere.
3: Well, what, what what do you the the race itself? It's a magnificent race, and this this day, this Saturday now, is becoming a huge huge event, isn't it, Froggy? Like it, the last two years, things have really changed here. The old Emirates Day, as we called it, well, it's it has a different feel to it, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, well, it, it's sort of it's sort of gone from possibly the the third biggest day of the carnival to arguably the best now. Um, Derby Day has always been been down as the uh, the number one day, um, and then Melbourne Cup Day, and then obviously this day and Oaks Day sort of fades into the background. But um, the the way they've they've programmed this now with the switch around to the McKinnon and and a couple of other races um, and bump the prize money up, uh, this is I would say without a doubt the uh, best days racing in Victoria for the year. Because you've just got all the good, all the good horses there on the one day,
0: Froggy. Speaking of prize money, mate, I'm looking at the racing.com um, uh, profile for yourself, and I won't I won't announce the number, but it's made my eyes water. Um, I'm hoping you can help me. I'm 112 kilos currently. What what sort of regime would I need to get down to 52 so I can get amongst uh, <laughs> all this cash that seems to be floating around? <laughs>
4: Um, I think if you amputate one of your legs and let yourself bleed out for a while, um, <laughs> you, may, you may you may be some some sort of hope. But um, <laughs> yeah, obviously this this time of year, it's it's a big advantage to um, to be a lightweight, rider. A the reason that's the reason I got on this cult tomorrow. Um, Hence the reason I picked up a ride in the Melbourne Cup, albeit he, he didn't. Um, he wasn't right, um, but yeah, this time of the year being a lightweight, uh, there's a lot of opportunities going. Mate, how do you how do you how do you
0: maintain that that level of um, fitness and you know being a lightweight? There's there's obviously a lot a lot of sacrifice that goes into that from a you know diet, um, training. Talk, talk us through a little bit of that sacrifice and what your what your weekly program looks like.
4: Well, I, I'm one that um, I tend to keep naturally fit anyway because I, I basically race ride minimum five days a week. I, I, try, I try and average, I try and have 30 rides a week um, and that naturally keeps you fit in itself, hence the reason I've always been a natural sort of lightweight. So I tend to walk around about 54 or 55 kilos these days. Um, like I rode 53 on Saturday and... Um, Had a a little sweat to ride 53 uh, straight after the race. Drank plenty of fluids. As I'm walking out of the track, they asked... or they didn't ask me. They just told me. They said, you're riding one in the Melbourne Cup at 50 kilos. So, straight away, I naturally (laughs) thought, oh, Jesus, it'll be interesting to see what weight I am when I get home. And I got home 54 and a half. So, from Saturday to the Tuesday, I had to lose four and a half kilos. Um that was just a, a fair amount of treadmill and bike and then basically sweat the rest. So I'd g- come race time, I basically drained every piece bit of fluid out of my body. Um, I was probably as dry as a seven-day-old pretzel, but um, managed to get the weight down, which I would say there would only maybe be less than five jockeys be able to do that in that space of time in in Victoria or probably even Australia. So mate, what's so I'm what's the recovery like? What's
0: what's the recovery from that? Like that that would be super draining on your body, you know, if you're sacrificing food and you're sweating all the all the fluid out. How do how do you recover from that? Obviously, from a diet standpoint, you wouldn't be able to just wolf back into into normal foods. That would have to be a a slow process. Um yeah, well, I
4: or naturally, I normally give myself about seven to fourteen days to ride fifty kilos, and and can do it reasonably well. But when they sprung it on me, I, I only sort of had seventy-two hours. So I basically, um, yeah, basically dehydrated myself to the absolute maximum. Um, so the recovery was basically just uh plenty of fluid, plenty of water. Didn't need a hell of a lot for the next sort of 24 hours went and had a big feed yesterday um so now i'm walking on i got on the scales this morning i'm Zach. i'm spot on 53 and a half so i've recovered pretty well and uh this cult tomorrow's got 53 and a half so there won't um there won't even be any i won't even need to have a sweat to ride this horse tomorrow so that's that's a big bonus
3: Before we uh, talk about your other couple of rides tomorrow, um, can I take you back to the Melbourne Cup ride on Tuesday? Um, If you'd said to me halfway around the course, um, you got across without too much trouble, sitting behind the leaders on the rail, um, I thought you looked like you were travelling all right. The concern was clearly going to be the wet track. Um, How did you feel halfway around, just sort of in behind
4: the pace? Uh, going out of the straight the first time, I couldn't have been happier. Sort of bounced, sort of stayed out of most of the ruckus early and put him into a good spot. And the team had really filled me with confidence that the horse was going to run a big race had he, had he sort of got into that position. But clearly there was an issue with him. Um, the, 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 the biggest downfall about our game is, um, like they're, they're a beast. They're, they're an animal. Anything can happen. They can just have an off day and, I think I think the horse, to be honest, pulled up better than I did. So it's it, it was frustrating for him to drop out at, at the rate he did. And um, well, he didn't even I didn't even let him finish. He he went back that quick. So I, on the day there was there was clearly an issue with him because he he's not that slow. Um, and for him to drop out like that, it was clearly an issue. So he seemed to have pulled up really well. So I'm not sure what the team. Made of it, but um, just one of those things. He he he's clearly just had an off day.
3: Let's go through your three rides tomorrow, Froggy. Uh, you've got one in race two, Shiltsy, at about twenty to one uh, over the two thousand metres, the Australian Childhood Foundation Foundation Trophy. Yeah,
4: going going okay in uh, far inferior grade, um, but drawn a good gate looks to get a reasonably good run and hopefully we can get in the money somewhere
3: uh, we talked about your ride in the champions um, well in the champions sprint and you, you're very 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 feeling good about Lofty Strike you've got another ride uh, at the end of the day um, for Kenny Keys Lampika which you've you won on recently
4: yeah um, I was really excited about this horse's chances Especially drawing the outside gate down the straight but watching the races yesterday most of the winners sort of came up inside the middle so I'm not sure how the outside's going to go but if the outside's the place to be uh, I'm very confident this horse can win. Um, Won very good fresh and then the other day just had no luck, got poleaxed early moved into the race around the corner and just, just blew out a little bit late with this race in mind so she'll um she'll have a stalking run sort of midfield um and at $23 you could do a lot worse and have something on her
3: and what does the next uh couple of weeks look like for for you Froggy I mean you really have too many breaks you ride as much as anybody um do you sort of get into sandown next week and and see what you can pick up there is there is there a ride in the book over the next couple of weeks you're really excited about apart from tomorrow of course
4: um not, not so much really excited about. There's plenty of rides. Um, going to uh, we've got going to Packingham tonight for one, which I think can win. Then uh, same again to Benalla. Um, going there for one, which I think can win. Uh, next week's down I'm riding a uh, a really nice horse called the Unicorn, which I won on at uh, Mornington the other day. I go up there this morning. She's improved since her run, so she'll obviously take a step up in grade, but. Yeah, there's not um, there's not anything really special to look forward to, but plenty of rods, plenty of nice rods, and hopefully uh, a good one will pop up.
3: Do, do you love it still the same, Froggy? Twenty years you've been uh, rolling now, probably a little over twenty as an apprentice that sort of lobbed at Devonport um, way back then. Is the is the enjoyment still the same for you?
4: Yeah, it is. Um, I've sort of got my priorities a lot, lot, um, lot. A lot the other way around now, especially with uh, four boys and and another one due in less than a month. Um, so they're my priority at the, from now on. But um, yeah, I do. I really enjoy riding. I love the competition. Love the love the thrill of winning and and um, just trying to find that next good one that um, can hopefully take uh, take myself me and my family on the world holiday. That'd be nice.
3: What about an eight or ten seater now at your place with your fifth child coming up, mate? Uh,
4: we've got a seven seater, which of, uh, of Cold Bree uh, suits us perfectly. Not sure about uh, trying to find an eight seater, but um, we'll see how we go.
3: Craig New, thanks so much for joining us here on SEM Breakfast. No worries. Breakfast for Amy. The doors of insurance and Harrison agents. Tasmanian real estate experts for live on SEN Tassie across Tasmania and the SEN app. Let's go to a break. We're back shortly. Flash and Jeevesy with
4: you
2: on SEN Tassie. Flash with David Lithgow. I'm
3: Good morning to wherever you're listening. We're winding through the second hour. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you talking the world of sport, pretty boy. And we've got a lot to talk about. Fascinating um, as a Dagwood dog eating professional cricketer, in your case. (laughs) And talking with uh, the 37-year-old veteran Craig Newitt about how he gets... To, and as a natural lightweight, you've got three days you got to go from 54 to 50 and then when you do that when you finish it i need you to jump on this 500 kilo horse mm. um, beautiful big athletes the horses are but um 500 kilos and take it around this circuit a couple of times and and use all your might and vigor to get it over the line to win
0: it is. It is very. Spe- it's very special and very difficult to do. Amazing. Can't actually
3: uh, comprehend it, can you?
0: No. Well, four, four kilos is a lot, and it's and it's, it's even, a lot if you're 112. It's even more if you're <laughs> 53 kilos oh, and you've on. got to get to 50. Yeah. I, I can remember. and I speak from my own experience. Um, back and this is you wouldn't recommend this now, but the Atkins diet was something that so no carbs effectively yes. um, at all as a professional athlete. So training and running and gymming and. You, you need the carbs to to, to keep you going. Um, I used to scrap for two weeks I'd, I'd drop it, go full Atkins diet, uh, and would lose four or five kilos in in the space for a couple of weeks um, but it's but it's dangerous, which is why I asked froggy around the recovery so yes. I, I can remember I was working at the Rosetta High School at the time. We had training at four thirty. I finished school at three, and I was right in the midst of, um, right in the middle of, of, of this two week process. Yeah.
3: No, I, no spuds, no pasta, nothing, no bread, no bread. Yeah.
0: Um, zero, and I was, I was eating these rice snack things. Was the only carbs I was getting, and so I got home from, from school, and I sat in my car, and I just fell asleep. So I must have sat there to listen to a song, or the, you know, the, the end of a song on a radio, as we did pre ipods and and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and I fell asleep, woke up at quarter past five. I'd completely missed training. I had to ring Coily and say, look, you're not actually going to believe what's happened. And, of course, he didn't believe what had happened, that I'd fallen asleep in my car for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, but it, it is. It's is—it's—it's a really dangerous thing to do. And, um, yeah, that, that, I was really fascinated hearing that process. And and then the recovery process as well. That Because, um, you know, if... If Froggy had, you know, put him through, put himself through that for two or three days to oh. get himself to weight, you can't then just go back into normal foods. You know, it's not, it, it's a process. So, you know, for 24 hours, he mentioned it's hydrolytes and it's and it's rehydration, get himself back to healthy levels, and then it's a, you know, it's a, it's a slow intake. And you know, he said he had a big feed. I'm, I was curious to know what, what level of feed he had, whether it was a, a drive-through pig out or whether it was you know something a little more balanced but um it's it's an unbelievable process and (laughs) amazing (laughs) and uh uh that's the sound of me eating that dagwood dog back in the day um we'll just remind everybody
3: he did sound quite confident in the dali champion sprint what a race it is headed line by nature strip of course um lofty strike down the bottom 41 dollars he expects to be right in the finish. So we will keep an eye on that to see how close he is. Craig Newitt, he is. You want to talk about how Saddle will travel and go anywhere? That's him. He goes anywhere. He's a he's a marvel. What about just briefly, Brett? Uh, the Tassie Shield. They're going okay in the Shield suddenly. But sadly, the rain cost them the other day a massive hundred to Jordan Silk. Um, and the, the Tassie team, they are second on the Shield ladder now. Um, so that look, they're they're yeah. After that early loss, they're travelling okay. In fact, they're actually equal second. They're actually slightly behind Queensland. So they're third, technically speaking, but um, yeah, rain stopping them potential maybe of getting the full four points against Victoria.
0: Yeah, big runs. Uh big Silk runs. One forty at, yeah. at run a ball. I think it was 146 he was one forty six off one fifty odd. Um, ben McDermott's innings will, will be of concern. I reckon internally he was twenty off a hundred and. Some balls and the shot he played to get out was just of straight frustration. He tried to yes. hit the medium pacer into the onto the beach with just a, 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 a god awful slog. So that'll be that'll be something that uh, that that he'll need to work on, uh, ticking the score over. It, it, it is important even in red ball cricket. Um, so you know, twenty off a hundred, and then to get out the way he did would, would would be of concern. But he's an unbelievable player, and he'll learn from that. Probably the only real question mark around around that game was was McDermott's innings. They bowled well, yep. uh, strong performance with the bat. Um, tactically managed the game well, ensured you bat once. They did. Um, had you know gave themselves a, a great buffer to be able to try and bowl Victoria out on the last day. And like you said, that that hailstorm came through from. From nowhere, Gosh. such has been the the bizarreness of the weather over the last few weeks. The, the hailstorm looked like snow as it as it landed at Belrive, and um, yeah, and that that game was abandoned. Just recapping last night, of course, too. The Jack Jumpers eighty five defeat in Perth, Wildcat seventy seven
3: over in Perth. So another away win to the Jack Jumpers. They've won in Perth, they've won in Adelaide, they've won in Melbourne. All three teams, by the way, are spoke probably pre season in the top four to to win the championship, so the Jack Jumpers going really, really well. And, of course, we'll have the broadcast of the game against the Brisbane Bullets uh, at 5.30 tomorrow night with Chris Simons. Can't wait for the call. The Bullets are pretty good. Let's keep moving forward here. Anna Pav again with the 8.30 edition of the news. Great to have you with us, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Pretty boy, what's happening in our favourite game, the NBA Um, How's Steve Nash's week been looking? What's happened there? Sacked, of course, just for everyone to know, from the Brooklyn Nets on Monday. Uh, Kevin Durant asked him to leave effectively six or seven weeks ago. He wanted to get out or sack the coach, whatever happens. He are six games in. Uh, Steve Nash, one of the greats of the NBA, two-time MVP, of course, with the Phoenix Suns. Played with the Dallas Mavericks as well. He's off and gone. I think he'd be
0: quite pleased with it, wouldn't he? I think it was chuffed in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it happens a lot in the professional coaching space where the the mutual decision is is spruced as yes. a um, as as the answer. I think in this instance, it was definitely a mutual decision to part ways. So there, there was a quote that had come out that you know Steve Steve Nash had, had acknowledged to um, maybe the Nets owner or uh, performance uh, general manager Sean Marks that 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 they just weren't listening to him. No. He, he, he you know, he completely lost it. He fe- I feels like maybe he was just a little soft with the, I mean, Kevin, yeah. 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 Look at, and, and, but that's his style. He's a it communicator, is. relationship Relax, builder. Relaxed dude. Yeah. Not, he's not, you know, there's talk that they're going to bring, um, Imei Yudoka yep. in, who was suspended from the Celtics for some, uh, from in-house activity, activity. liaisons, <laughs> potentially that he shouldn't have been engaging in. And, um, that he he's he's the Might be a good move. well look he's he's the complete opposite of steve nash he's yeah. he's a verbal you know hold players to to account verbally he's, you know he's he's in, he's an imposing figure He's a he big is. human being and I, I did wonder at the time of of the appointment of steve nash as to whether or not you know his diminutive nature um he's a little you know in nba terms I mean, he's 6 3 uh slight of frame unbelievable basketballer extremely intelligent, how, you know, Curry Irving, Kevin Durant, and, and these types of athletes who are very different to Steve Nash, they're big on brand, they're, they're big on ego, uh, enormous salaries, how that was actually going to mesh with, with, with Steve's style. Could he get them to the buy in? Um, and that's that's been problematic for them. Ima Yudoka will not give them a chance to buy in. If you don't buy in, you'll you'll be gone. You're out. A bit of a round the grounds at the moment. Reports coming through now. Um, as we turn back to
3: the AFL code, Brett, short-lived S Andrew Thorburn looks set to take legal action mm. against the club. I did see that against yesterday. the Bombers. So, um, of course, he you know he was. Uh, the Chairman of the controversial City on the Hill Church, which holds an anti gay anti abortion stance acting as um, and he was uh, amazing i't i don 't I don't know how this happened he was asked to leave uh, or or resign from your spot twenty four hours after taking it
0: yeah well and and that 's a circus that 's what 's been reported so i mean if he was given the option of you can stick around but you 've got to you know, 've got to choose between the role and the church um Probably a question you have to ask before he signed the contract, I'd imagine. So. And, and look, so. I mean, the other part about that situation, Dave, is that the, the, the lack of ethics around, um, you know, Andrew Thorburn was brought in to uh, lead the charge in yep. the recruitment of a CEO. So he was the headhunter, effectively, and ends up in the position. That, yes. that, that, that's enormous, uh, an enormous red flag in itself. Um, but, but for then, for the board and, and for the, the, the lack of due diligence. Amazing. It kind of suggests to me, Dave, that that, that HR weren't involved at all no. in this project. Because if you're a HR professional and you are the HR leader of the Essendon Football Club, you're you're an experienced and and knowledgeable, ethical person. Um, this this decision to to appoint him, lack of due diligence, research, seems like HR weren't involved at all. I mean, I it's beggars belief. Caps caps off a brilliant twenty years for Essendon, doesn't it? My gosh! You want to talk about writing
3: a book and a story about incompetence, um, lack of awareness,
0: um, all the words. That, it, it, that, it's a bizarre scenario. Quite amazing. Re- really interesting to see what what becomes of that of that case legally. That's that I, is. I
3: felt uneasy about the whole thing a bit, and I we certainly uh, we definitely don't you know can condone those uh, anti gay remarks, etc. Whatever that I don't understand that. However, yeah, there were some question marks there, I think, in terms of um the each to each to your own sort of mentality, isn't mm. it? Um yeah, he got labelled with a brand that maybe not necessarily is his makeup or his thought process. Very very difficult to it's very difficult to know. Yeah. But how did they get in the position? Certainly
0: going? certainly the process was flawed and I think so, so. Based on that alone, he's he's probably got a case. We better yeah. go. We better go to a break. Hot or not coming up
3: very shortly. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves rolling through Friday morning with you
2: on SEN Tassie Flash with David Lithgow. I'm It's hot. Real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's
1: hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot.
3: It's so damn hot. Not hot. Oh, yes. It's hot all right. So many topics to talk about. It's just easy when we've got lots of things. We don't have to make anything up, pretty boy. There's stuff going on all around the world. What about just quickly before we get to hot or not? The Imran Khan situation. That rally overnight. I don't think he's, he's not too seriously hurt, but he was shot in the leg. Gosh, we don't know how lucky we are to live in a place like Tasmania. Sometimes, don't we? It's um, yeah, all all Goodness types of bizarre, me. hard to comprehend. Former mm. prime minister, he's still got such a, a a big presence in Pakistan, of course. Which is um, wow, well, you always feel for the for the for the poor people of the country that you know they just don't uh, get the same easy life access than we do. It's always been a, a country that's really struggled. Um, Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. Right. Hot or not time. Bready boy. And I'm going to kick things off for us here. Hot or not. Australia missing the semi-finals will be an absolute disaster as they take on Afghanistan tonight. Hot. It is hot. It's so hot. Damn hot!
0: It's damn hot. Uh, It's our tournament. It's in our country. That's right. We we have to at least make the, the semis. We've got the best quicks. We've Got the big long hitters. Are we using them well? I, no, I'm surprised. No, we're not. Mitchell Stark's strike rate with wickets in the first over of white ball cricket is. I don't it's, it. it's an unbelievable yep. statistic. One I don't have at hand. Uh, you have to give him the, the the best opportunity at bowling 145 in swingers, and by not giving him the the, the newest of balls, um, you actually deny him that opportunity. It, it seems bizarre to me. And we saw what he's capable capable of at the Gabba. He bowled fast in swing. The, fast. Poor, the poor Irish boy's had no chance. Had no chance. He got
3: whopped a bit later on
0: too, which got the... Bottom. Well, it's not swinging then, but... No, that's uh, right. He just if he's swinging it and you, you are... The, the best time to swing the new white ball is ball one, 0.1. He's got to take that new rock.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Does Cameron Green come in for Aaron Finch? Maybe some would say not a bad thing if he does. I know he got those 60... The other night against the too. minnows, yeah, I yeah. thought he
0: batted quite nicely. Yep. Uh, this for you, David. The, the hot or not? The World Cup itself has been a huge success. Oh, hot as a pistol, Brady.
3: Damn hot. Uh, it's been a massive success, and we we started talking about this two days into the the pre World Cup tournament. We were lucky enough to be part of <clears> over <throat> here with the West Indies, Scotland, Ireland, etc., and the Dutch. Um, yeah, like it's been fantastic. All the it's thirty, forty thousand every crowd. The MCG is full. The, the Pakistani fans turn up. The Indian fans we know turn up. The Sri Lankan fans are turning up. I think it's been absolutely awesome. Awesome. I would agree. Uh, hot or not, the Jack Jumpers DNA is at all worldly sport areas. Oh yeah, that's
0: hot.
4: <laughs> Real hot.
0: Hotter this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. <laughs> it's that hot. Uh, it phenomenal. Is. And I mean, you can't, we can't speak about this enough. It's the for basketball teams. It's the ego of the stars. Yep. Are they willing to sacrifice? And then the role players. Are they willing to 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 not come out uh, outside of their box, outside the lines? Yes. Uh, and we spoke about Jack McVay. It does what he can do. No more. Matt Kenyon does all he can do. Yep. No more. Yep. Uh, and then certainly Doyle and Kelly. Um, Kelly coming off the bench uh, hasn't whinged, complained, pouted That's uh, right. as an import. That's a huge thing for him to take on. Um, and then Doyle's been superb. Majet, we know him. We've spoken about his character a lot. Yeah, benched uh, for the second half of that Brisbane game. Saw his team go on a run and, and come back and win without him. He was tower waving, he was coaching. Um, his leadership alone I think is, is the reason um, they've, they've done an incredible job of uh, recruiting high character people uh, from the sco- coaching staff, assistants all, all the way down through their, their techs, physios um, and their players unbelievable from none and three who would have thought everyone wanted Josh Majette sacked phenomenal <laughs> well it may have been us as well but anyway uh, hot or not David the Jackies are actually better than last year This will be, it's a real cheerleader moment for you. I'm interested to see where you get to here. Uh, Look, I'm going to
3: say not. I'm just for the moment. I'm just going to wait. I still, yeah, the Josh Adams thing that last six or eight weeks last year was phenomenal. And what they did and achieved was quite remarkable across the board. But um, not just yet.
0: Yeah, we we have to wait until the end of the season. There's no other way of judging which is better until the season is done and dusted. Um, For that team last year to make the finals was something else. Truly remarkable. It was indeed. Far away, young man. Uh, Hot or not, Steve Nash must be thrilled to be sacked from the Brooklyn Nets. Hot, hot, hot. Get me out of this joint. Kyrie
3: Irving... Coming out, he just... I love I love Kyrie, but it, I, mean, I don't even know what he's talking about. How the hell would he have survived? Get me out of here. Going on, go
0: on a holiday, Steve? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about Kyrie is that they've just navigated a problem. Uh, I think Kyrie's contributed $500,000 uh, and the team owner, um, Joe size uh, committed 500000 as well. To, yes. uh, to a... Oh, I forget the name of the association. That's right. But, Um, Yep. So, um, defamation. Yeah. Yeah. So they've 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 navigated another Kyrie problem. He came out. He came out yesterday in a press conference that was, you know, in in hope that he would apologise. He 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 did did not apologise. weird. Yeah. He doubled down almost. Um, And so, you know, the the problem for the Nets is that their success is so reliant on Kyrie, right? that when he's fit and healthy, you yes. can't suspend him. No, you can't. Because they're, they're, these are the gold nugget times for Kyrie. He's, he's injury-prone. Yes. Uh, it's inevitable him miss time throughout the season at some stage. You don't want it to be through a suspension because uh, ultimately that just impacts the team. Hot or not, no one cares about the AFL at the moment. Well, that's hot. <laughs> it's hot.
3: <or laughs> it's hot. You know what I'm
2: talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There, there is just so much going on uh, for, for awesome. us, and we are so blessed down here in Hobart through the Jack Jumpers that oh. uh, when, when the Jack, Jack Jumpers are on, everyone's focus shifts are there. The NBA, you know, for the NBA fans, that's big. And the, the T20 World Cup has rejuvenated cricket a little bit for me. I've really loved yeah. having it on and, and being involved. And that so. is
3: an achievement, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you.
0: Oh, it's, it's been great. Uh, hot or not, David, the Hurricanes have picked a megastar in Shadab Khan. Oh, he is a megastar. I'm going to say this.
3: I think that's not only hot. I'm going to say that he he could be the one. He could finally be that all-rounder that, um, that maybe becomes a huge success. They've had imports hot over the years wet. that have...
4: But it ain't no good if
2: you're in
3: the jungle. <laughs> the imports which have been mildly good for periods of time. Uh, but they've never really had an import that's just dominated for a long period
0: of time. Is this the dude? Well, we thought Shaw Malik was going to be yep. that guy. He came down, struggled a little bit. A couple of injuries too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. It's just how how quickly can you adapt to the conditions? And there's no doubt that with Chad Abkhan being here for the T20 World Cup, adjusting to Australian conditions, uh, by the time the hurricane season kicks off, he'll be cherry ripe. Yep. Last one. <laughs>
3: India-Pakistan test in Australia looks likely, Brett.
0: I don't know enough about it, so I have to say hot. It is hot. hot. That's hot. Yeah,
3: make it, ha- make it happen. Make it happen. What a cultural experience that would be to play five days at
0: the MCG. It's got to be the MCG. Well, if, what's, yep. if they can emulate that, um, that T20 game over five days, it, you're right. It's a no-brainer. Now, quickly, I didn't write this, but Brett was right about Ben Simmons. That's that's the Uh, last one. Ah, wow.
3: He's out again. Injured. Poor bugger. Uh, He's got a knee. He's going to miss his fourth game today. Hot or not? Was I right? Uh, 82-game season. I'll come back to you. Let's go to a break. (laughs) That's
4: hot.
2: On SEM Tassie Flash With David Lithgow
3: um, Do you see that footage before This is another question without notice What about that woman Who was just about to get in the water, and she's about, and this tiger shark's literally about to swallow her up. I didn't see that, no. Oh, my gosh. She's literally... It's just been over. It's just gone the last 24 hours on Twitter, and this lady's literally about to get in the water.
0: Oh, goodness me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> and this tiger, oh.
3: tiger shark five metres is, <laughs> no is literally just waiting there with its mouth open, about to swallow her. Oh, my gosh. And then... She's got the audacity just to get back in the water. There's some loony people out there. I don't know I don't know how you do it. Harrison Agents Thanks segment. for showing me that. Yeah. Well, wow. go. goodness me. <laughs> Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts selling your home. Contact Harrison Agents today to buy or sell rent in Tasmania. Now, there's a couple of properties here I want to briefly talk to you about, Brett. This one is a beauty. 22 Fraser Street, Newtown. Three bed, one bath, two car spots. Beautifully renovated cottage offers incredible opportunity for a family home or investment. The gorgeous residence is positioned in a coveted area just six minutes from the Hobart CBD. Pretty as a picture. Exterior hints everything's done with this property. Brett offers over 8.45 and there's an open home tomorrow at 10am to 10.30. And up in Glengarry, uh, Rowan Fitch has got this property. Some 152 acres of rolling pasture turnaround surrounded by a double-brick, four-bedroom, two-bathroom residence that, inv- that has an inviting modern interpretation. Some big words here, Brett, that I'm just fluffing through a little bit. <laughs> Classic homestead traditions featuring a wraparound veranda. You know the wraparound verandas, those beautiful, beautiful. old mm. country style right around the house? <laughs> it's not high-flying flag, apparently. Um, and, it's by, look, it's on 12 hectares, which is an enormous block. 12 hectares, that's about... 152 acres. Good guess. No, that's what it says in front of me. Contact Rowan Fitch about that property at Glen Garry. Brett, we're done for another week, mate. Great to have you here. What are your, what's your focus for the next couple of days? it been a pleasure. I'm
0: with Holly tomorrow morning. Holly, yes. Fo- Holly Fowler. Saturdays in Tassie. Uh, and then Jack Jumpers tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, junior Cricket Sunday morning. And then hopefully some golf. Maybe some golf Sunday afternoon would be a, a cap off a nice sporting weekend.
3: Fantastic to have you with us this morning, David Lithgow and Brett Chiefs, signing off for another Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Go the Jack Jumpers. Catch you next week.